Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Yisroi Revi, the fourth Aliyah in Parshas Yisroi. The topic of our Aliyah is special people. Our Aliyah is only six psukim long, running from Perigi Yutes, Posuk Aleph to Vov. We're now told in the third month, as Israel have left Egypt, so this is counting again the months from what we call Nisan today was the first month, the second month is what we call today Iyar, and the third month is Sivan. So in the third month, as Israel have left Egypt, they came to the desert of Sinai. And they leave, they leave Rufidim, and they, and they camp around the mountain. Moshe ascends the mountain, and Hashem calls to him from the mountain and tells him the following, that he's supposed to tell to Israel, the, to the Beis the Yaakov and Bnei Israel that you saw all the miracles that I did in Egypt. I took you out on eagles' wings and I brought you to this place. Now, if you will listen to my mitzvahs and you will guard my covenant, then you'll be a segula mikol ha'amim. You'll be a treasure to me among all the nations because I own the whole earth. You'll be to me a kingdom of priests and a... And, uh, um, a holy nation, these are the words of Hashem. So this is the beginning of the Matan Torah process. This is before Matan Torah. This is on Rosh Chodesh, Sivan, as it sounds like, that now Moshe Rabbeinu is being told this. This is about the chosenness, the uniqueness of Israel. So a few basic points to ponder. Uh, number one is, is you'll notice that in Pasuk Beis, all the verbs in that, that Pasuk are in the plural. Vayisu, vayavau, vayachanu, except for one. And that's at the end of the Pasuk, which says vayichan. And he camped. Ra- this leads Rashi to make the famous comment: Like one person and one soul, um, with one heart. The Mishachachma actually comments on this, and he goes a little further, and he says he says the following. He asks a basic question. We know we say that there are six hundred and thirteen commandments. That's very interesting. And in fact, there are beautiful midrashim which describe how they are re- this related to the six hundred and thirteen different parts of the body. And that a person who does mitzvahs pertaining to each part of the body is creating their metaphysical body that they will inhabit in the world to come. And if a person is deficient in some of them, they'll be missing parts. But the Mishra says, but it doesn't make sense. No single human being can possibly do all the mitzvahs. There's not a single person alive who has ever done all the 613 commandments for a very simple reason. Some of them are gender specific. Some of them are circumstantial. Right, so it might be, this is a man's mitzvah, this is a woman's mitzvah. There's a mitzvah for a king. There's a mitzvah for a kohen, a levi, a Yisrael. There's a mitzvah for if you're living in Israel, if you're not living in Israel. There's different mitzvahs. How is it possible? How is it possible for one person to do all the mitzvahs? So Mishra says, for the very simple reason, is the, the fulfilling of the 613 mitzvahs is not as individuals, but as a nation. We, in a certain sense, complement each other by doing all the mitzvahs with and for each other. And therefore needs to be the prerequisite of Matan Torah, needs to be cohesion, needs to be that we're one people and one heart for us to be able to even enter this enterprise called Torah and the Ten Commandments. Now, what does it mean to be a treasure among the peoples? So just we'll address this in two different directions. It's worthwhile noting that there is a dispute, a historical dispute through the Mepharshim as to what this means. The many of the Mepharshim, the Kuzari, the Maharal, the Balatanya, Rav Kuk, many other people understood that this means to say that intrinsically, metaphysically, the nation of Israel are distinct. Hashem is saying to you, I am choosing you because you are distinct. I made you distinct. And you are going to therefore act in a different way. I'm going to give you mitzvahs because of your distinction as well. 
However, there are others who say that it was not because that metaphysically, that somehow in the actual very character or genetics, the Jew is different, but rather it's your mission which is different. It is what you do. To quote Rav Shimshon Rafael Hirsch in Chorev, on page 464, he says that the nation of Israel is called a, a kingdom of priests. What is the priest to his people? So is, should Israel be to the world, whole of mankind. As a priest among the peoples, so should they among mankind uphold the vision of God and humanity, and by doing so, be a holy nation, raised above every injustice, profaneness, and, half-heart, and hard-heartedness, as becomes the bearer of such a message. What makes us unique is not who we are, but what we do and what our calling is. That's what Shimshon Lafal Hirsch understands. A little bit of a different perspective from the idea of an intrinsic nature, an intrinsic mission. But it's worthwhile asking another question. Is what does it actually mean, Kohanim? When, you're, when the Torah says you're supposed to be a Mamleches Kohanim, a nation of priests, what does that mean? So Rav Hirsch said it means to say an example, the way we behave towards the rest of the world. However, Rashi says that the word actually means it means um, sarim. It means people who are um, officers, leaders. As it says, Ubenei David Kohanim, the children of David were Kohanim. It doesn't mean they were Kohanim. David came from the tribe of Yehuda. It means they were leaders. But there's another possibility. And with this is a very beautiful idea I heard from Rabbi J.J. Shechter. That is, is that what Yisrael is essentially saying, what, what Moshe is saying to them, is who's the only Kohen who's mentioned in this parasha? Who is the only priest that we've heard about up to now? Well, his name was Yisrael, Kohen Midian. You're supposed to be a nation of priests. That does not mean you need to serve Avarazara in Midian. That's not what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying. He says, I want you to be like Yisrael. I want you to be people who are perpetual explorers. I want you to be always spiritually seeking more. I want you to be like Yisrael who could never find comfort until he found truth. That's who I want you to be, a mamleches kohanim, a nationhood of people who are never comfortable with the status quo, always wishing to get further. They say there's a statement which is, a comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. And that's why it's interesting, the Gumori Makos, Davchof Dalet tells us that there were various um, prophets who summarized the entire Torah into certain axioms. And in one of the suggestions the Gomorrah makes, um, is, it quotes Amos, and it says that Amos Hemidon al-Achas took the entire Torah and converted it to one principle, one axiom. What was that principle? Quotes the apostle, Koy Amar Hashem, the base Israel. So says Hashem to Israel in the fifth parak of Amos. Dirushuni vichyu. See, search me out, seek me out, and you will live. That's the principle of the entire Torah. Notice the Torah, the, the Gemara does not say, it does not quote Amos to say that you need to find me and live. Rather, search for me. Try to be a Doresh. If you want to understand what the Torah is, it's being and living a life of consistently and constantly trying to find more, trying to understand, trying to look in that mirror, trying to grow, or trying to reach just a little higher. That's the Mamlech Yaskoanim. With this we close. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.